Hey y'all, I am Chastity Bowers and this is my bestie, Ebony Liggins, and we are coming to you from our Unapologetically Me and Christ podcast. Yes, ladies, in this podcast, we are covering all things dealing with life and faith. That includes relationships, hardships, motherhood, and mental health. Yes, ma'am, and we are coming naked and unashamed before God, laying it all out. So, sis, I need you to turn up your volume because we are about to start now. Hey, y'all. I am Chastity Bowers, and this is my bestie, Ebony Liggins, and we are coming to you from our new podcast, Unapologetically Me in Christ Podcast. I said from our new podcast, girl. Oh, okay. (laughs) Anywho, (laughs) we are coming to y'all basically from an extended version of our Boss Up Your Faith community. So some of you ladies already be familiar with us because you are a part of our Boss Up Your Faith family. So on this, in this community, y'all who are not familiar, we basically come together three days a week for prayer in the morning uh, to start off our day. The community is growing and we don't just come and pray, but we come to be transparent, open. We talk about everything under the sun that we may have been going through. Some of the women come with prayer requests prayer requests and try to share some of their stories as well so it's just women black women coming together to support each other through prayer to start off our days and when I say that it is so beautiful it really do refresh and revive us and it's just a beautiful thing and we are just so blessed for our community so now we got a podcast so we can yes so we can reach out to more (laughs) women and share what we got going on so I wanted this first episode. I was telling Ebony, I think that we need to like introduce ourselves for the people that that do not know us, who we are, and what this podcast is going to be about, and um, kind of do like the then versus now thing that's on social media where people show a picture of them some years ago where you like it, and then you see a picture of them looking good now, you like ooh, you know. So we're going to kind of do this then versus now thing, who we were then versus who we are now in God and kind of give y'all the D's and fill y'all into the blanks. What social media does not do is share their journey on how they got to the now. So mm-hmm. we're going to show our, share our journey with you with who we were then in God versus who we are now in God. And so you guys can learn a little bit more about us. But again, Y'all should have heard in the intro, Boss of Your Faith Community podcast, Unapologetic with Me and Christ is going to be talking about life and faith. Yes, again, my name is Chastity Bowers, and I am a wife, mother, and mental health therapist that give women the tools they need to show them how to boss up their faith. Besides being a mental health therapist, I am also the founder of the faith-based community called Boss Up Your Faith. In this community, I'm able to bring faith and therapy together hand in hand by showing women and bring awareness to how their level of faith can influence their overall mental health. Mm-hmm. All right, Ebony. What's up, girl? Ready? What's up, girl? <laughs> <laughs> we want to be in your business. Like, who are you? Who is Ebony Lincoln? 
is that oh, your government name like what's girl up? yes that's my government name so what's up ladies and gents if you are tuning in my name is ebony liggins um i am a wife a mother of three and a serial entrepreneur along with being all of those wearing all those jackets i still find time to balance my nine to five um throughout my everyday life you know so um i consider myself i consider myself one of god's gangster girl disciples <laughs> And that's 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 who I am, you know. I'm just me. <laughs> okay, let's get on this gangster disciples thing. Okay, first off, if you haven't already could tell, we are from the south, Mississippi. Right. That is, yo yo. Right. So I'm we a little country. <laughs> we gonna go y'all with that country twang, honey. So we don't need you emailing us talking about we pronounce or panacea, okay? Because we, we coming to y'all high, open, and transparent. All of this country lingo <laughs> on this podcast. Okay? But Evan and I have been, we have been best friends since high school, y'all. Um, since 10th grade. 10th grade. I've been it's telling. 10th grade. <laughs> it's a long I, time to put up with somebody. It is a long time. <laughs> but if you just really want to know when we met each other, even though Evan don't remember, no, nah, I don't remember that. <laughs> I've been telling Ebony, I've been knowing her since she was like in fifth grade because we were on the playground together and I was just minding my own business, playing with my little cousin. And I'm hearing this loud girl coming <laughs> on the playground with her hand on her hip, talking to one of the other kids, telling them what happened in school. And I'm like, who is this girl? Get out. Like, Ugh, who is this? Lo and behold, God was giving me a glimpse like this gonna be your, your sister right now. <laughs> <laughs> and Girl, about do not remember four that. five years later, we met in high school. But back to this gangster disciple, because I'm intrigued. What's yes, your being versus now journey, honey? With, with God, that you you say you want a gangster disciple. I'm one of his gangster girl disciples. So I just feel like I say that because. I have been through so much. I feel like I just got it out the mud. Like, you know, I done been through the struggle. You know, I done been through domestic violence relationships. I done been through, I done been through it all. And I feel like I consider myself as God's gangster girl disciples because if you read the Bible, you know that God's disciples were not perfect and that he had people running with him that were prostitutes. He had people running with him that were thieves. He had people running with him that was doing any and everything. And so I feel like because my life still not perfect, but because my life was not perfect and I'm able to, well, I have been able to get it right with him that, you know, um, a disciple for God. I'm one of his gangster girl disciples. I can really tell people, you know, how far he's brought me, how far he's, you know, brought me out of the things that I've been through. And so that's why I say I'm a gangster girl disciple. Okay. And I'm still so myself, love- even with me being having a relationship right. with him now, like I still can still be myself, you know what I'm saying? But just take away some of those 
you know, cleaning up some of those little baby hairs on your lace on your lace fronts that y'all doing. You know, still (laughs) cleaning it, cleaning it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I like that. So with that being said, what kind of gave you your aha moment with cleaning yourself up in God, like? What made you see him differently? Like, he going to sell me no matter what. Because you didn't start off having this type of attitude. Mm-mm. I mean, no, ma'am. I wouldn't even... When I was in my mess, going through my mess, God wasn't even on the top of my dome. You know what I'm saying? I'm just moving through life, mm-hmm. you know? But I would say... 2017 when me and you started getting on the phone in the mornings talking about how life be life and just having girl talk before we go to work and we just one day said we you we finna pray and you know you was praying because I went about that life (laughs) so (laughs) you know and it was a process right and so we get on all the time like oh my god how do y'all be praying like that how do I start praying like I don't know how to pray to God but it's just a conversation exactly how you know how to pray exactly so we eventually formed the prayer group you was like I'm gonna get a group of ladies we're gonna get on every morning we was doing it Monday through Not Friday getting a group of ladies we were just like who girl like who need prayer uh-huh. we like girl it's more women needs to be that need this in the this morning, in the morning time. like this exactly good. like yeah, we both was feeling better mm-hmm. about our day. Our conversations were changing versus how they were before we mm-hmm. started praying in the morning, how we started looking at our situations. And so we would just buy like close other friend girls to come on mm-hmm. in the morning with us and kind of group in that. But the mm-hmm. connection that I love there is community. How you right. talk about Jesus and his disciples in community and how we basically did discipleship by bringing other women in women our own community because mm-hmm. our motto is like we don't focus on relationship we're not trying to you know change people beliefs and all of that about mm-hmm. or do this whole you gotta do this you gotta Sunday. do that mm-hmm. yeah we're all white on prayers on Friday no it's just about gaining a relationship with him we just we just out here trying to boss up our faith and love on God and grow in him and have relationship we about relationships not relationships Exactly. And I would just say, even then, though, like, I still wasn't thinking, like, I wasn't all in in tune with it, you know. Mm -hmm. Okay, we getting out every morning, we praying. And then even when you started the group, when, you know, a few ladies would get on that we knew and we Mm -hmm. would pray, I still wasn't in tune with God like that because I didn't have confidence in praying. You know, you would ask me to pray and I'd be running from prayer child. Let me see. You'd be texting me. I'd be like, uh, I ain't see it. I'm still asleep. You know, so I didn't, I wasn't, it didn't just, it wasn't a snap of a finger. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, I'm in tune mm-hmm. with him. It wasn't that. I would say maybe like a year later, 2018, mm-hmm. like, and the more you like pressured me to pray, well, I'm mm-hmm. not even gonna say pressure, but the more you ask me to pray, yeah. the more I pray, the more comfortable I got with praying. Yeah. And like I said, in relationship, watching you grow in your relationship with him, baby, you found him long before I did. <laughs> you got closer to God long before I did. And even with that, like yeah. you never like our friendship never changed, but you never called me with like, girl, you need to get closer to God. Yeah. This, 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 and the other. I'm going Check to 
You shacking up, girl? Uh-uh. Right, right. Back your life. No. Right, you never did that. But because I knew you, knew where you came from, knew how we used to nook if you book, knew everything, you know, know you as a person, an individual, and see the relationship and how much you've grown in Christ, mm-hmm. then I'm like, oh, okay, you know. And it, it goes back into physical relationship like when you dated somebody when you first mm-hmm. date somebody you ain't just all in love with them and mm-hmm. head over heels about them but as you continue to learn more about them mm-hmm. continue to spend more time with them continue to communicate more with them you start to fall in love with them mm-hmm. you started to trust them mm-hmm. you started to seek them more mm-hmm. and lean on them more when you want through things and even when you not you just want to share even good things with them and show gratitude but that comes over time over time because even when you start you know it's like okay i'm gonna have a relationship with god and even not just that just getting on every morning praying like it's not gonna be a snap of a finger and god just gonna change your life situation or whatever it is that you're Mm -hmm. going through it's not gonna just be a snap of a finger but in time in due time as you be consistent as you continue to grow the years go on you look back I always do reflect I reflect on where Mm -hmm. I was and where I've been and as you look back you be like wow you know God really been showing up for me Mm -hmm. God really been you know come Mm -hmm. he been coming through for me you know well I've really been changed I don't Mm -hmm. pop off like I used to right you know I don't you know there's none of my business I'm not even gonna say nothing you know you just start Mm -hmm. to move differently and it's not like a it's not like a on and off switch like oh I don't react no more I don't the Mm -hmm. way I used to I don't Mm -hmm. you know turn up on people the way I used to I don't Mm -hmm. respond the way I used to but it's like I can't, I could still do that. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, I pause for a second mm-hmm. and able to breathe and not just quick reaction. Mm-hmm. But God is not giving me wisdom because one of the scriptures said, be slow to mm-hmm. anger, to anger. Mm-hmm. quick to listen, mm-hmm. slow to speak. Mm-hmm. So now I'm trying to implement that in my life, and now I'm able to like think before I react and respond. Because usually I don't, like you said, he wasn't the top of my dome, but now I'm starting to ease him on the top of my dome. Mm-hmm. Now I'm starting to think differently. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not like, oh, you find Jesus, girl, just turn your whole life around. Mm-hmm. No, baby, mm-hmm. it's a process. Because you know, being a young mother, <laughs> I've been a mother for girl. 11 years, my biological son. And, you know, being a young mama, baby, I used to cuss at Kai, sit mm-hmm. your ASS down, all that. Mm-hmm. But now, like, I catch myself, I don't even say it. And a lot of times, even now, I be like, Kai, you about to make me cuss at you. Because mm-hmm. you're doing mm-hmm. too much. I'm trying to be a better mother. <laughs> <laughs> you're about to make me go back to my girl. Exactly. <laughs> but you about to make me curse at you. So, you know, all of those things start yeah. to come into play. Yeah. And we, were, you know, we were mothers more than we were wives you know mm-hmm. you're coming up on your second year of marriage right I'm coming up on my third year of marriage but I've been a mom for 15 years right you know mm-hmm. and so I, I'm dealing with blended family like I, I'm my my husband has an eight-year-old mm-hmm. and you know we have a two-year-old together and I have my 15-year-old son so it's like I'm still trying to grow and be his mom Mm-hmm. while trying to manage being this toddler mom which mm-hmm. is I think it's a better version of myself due to experience but I'm trying to be this stepmom and know my boundaries in that because being a 
biological mom mm-hmm. and their mom is two different mm-hmm. two different things and then two you different. gotta look at it is that you got different age groups mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you got a teenager mm-hmm. you got an eight-year-old mm-hmm. that's in that in-between stage and mm-hmm. you got this Tyler mm-hmm. so you, all three of those children are in different directions that you have different versions we mother and love on them differently because you have a teenage stepdaughter mm-hmm. and she's about to enter adulthood right. young adulthood. so just like how god love on us in different parts of our lives that's how he love on us mm-hmm. just like we love on our kids i mean mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm, the way i love and mother on chloe the two-year-old it's not the same way i'm gonna love and mother on dylan mm-hmm. my 15 year old Mm-hmm. And so it's a process. Mm-hmm. And the way I used to love on Dylan and mother him, mother on him, has evolved and grown. And it's, it looks different. And it's the same process with the then versus now in us, who we are in, in God. It mm-hmm. evolves, it changes. Because you're we more wiser. Yeah. I feel like you more Because wiser. I dealt with a lot of insecurities because I was a teenage mom. Mm hmm. You know, not mm-hmm. feeling like I, I was going through a lot then, going through depression. Didn't know I was going through depression, but I was going through depression and thank God for therapy that I started to like really put a name and lay, able to label the things I was going through. But I was going through depression as a teenager and it really hit me hard when I became pregnant because I was having thoughts to harm myself while mm-hmm. I was pregnant. I was having thoughts about should I even keep this child? Mm. what do I need to do because I felt like I was disappointing my my parents I felt like I was losing connections to friends mm. I felt like I was disappointing God mm. I feel like I disappointed my church family walking in the church pregnant I still felt some type of way but why did mm. I have to feel that way I should have felt love going to a church mm. with this baby inside of me despite mm. of being a teenager and pregnant mm-hmm. but that's what I always say like going back on growing up in the church a lot of us probably have grew up in church um you know I grew up in church going to church with my mom getting baptized then eight nine ten eleven twelve on the way up you know going to church with my auntie and my cousins and we went to bible school vacation school whatever it was you know we was doing it in the church but even during that time you know you're going to church you're listening to the preacher and I still feel like you don't have that relationship with him. Right, that connection. So that's why you felt like, oh, I'm going to church, you know, but you still felt ashamed. And mm-hmm. I you felt know, ashamed before God. God yes, mm-hmm. right, right. You felt ashamed. You felt that, you know, people was talking about you. You've had all of these thoughts because you didn't have really relationship. When you didn't know anything about relationship, I feel mm-hmm. like, you know no, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. no Mm-mm. i did not that's how know. you know due to me not knowing that's how i end up in the situation even being pregnant mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you don't know anything about that until mm-hmm. you grow the exactly. older you get you know what i'm saying all the thing you're going off of is not what, even the older you get honey because it's some old fools it, it is it is but until you mature change your mindset yeah. Yeah. And you know, you just go off of what you being taught, what's being said, and that's it. Mm-hmm. 
And so being taught and what's being said. And with everything is a scene. I didn't feel community. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't feel the community because I didn't feel it at home. But mm-hmm. I felt like I was disappointing my parents. I didn't feel it even with my friends. Because mm-hmm. uh, you bring up the situation. Girl, you were so mean, child. <laughs> yeah, she threw shoes at me through <laughs> her car to my car. We ended up friends in high school. Okay? I was like, what's, right. I'm like, what's wrong with her? Girl, it is snowing again outside. Oh, child, I'm glad I'm in Georgia. Yeah, what is going on? <laughs> Baby, I'm trying to be outside. <laughs> Not outside and pregnant. Yes, ma'am. It, it is snowing. <laughs> but <laughs> I was feeling angry because I was feeling sad. And depression, the root of depression is anger. On the outside, it may look like sadness or whatever, but you most definitely be angry. So I was dealing with a lot of anger issues because I just felt like I said, I just felt like everybody was talking about me. Everybody disappointed in me. Mm-hmm. I didn't have nobody. I felt alone during that time. I'm like, oh my God, I'm a child about to have a child. I'm supposed to be getting ready to turn up freedom. Mm-hmm. I'm finally graduating out of high school. And I got this whole new responsibility ahead of me and I didn't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to handle it because I did not have, I, at that time, I felt like I didn't have the community or support. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot for me. Mm-hmm. So you decided to throw shoes at me. <laughs> it was a relief. <laughs> I was released. <laughs> I'm like, okay, she's still my friend, but she just threw these shoes to this. Okay. That was versus now. Because <laughs> now you say I ignore you when I'm getting upset. But it just mm-hmm. how I'm dealing with stuff. I mm-hmm. just be like, oh my God. But I guess it just all me feel like being on the phone and technology, but I'd rather have somebody with me. That's another story for another day. <laughs> Girl, we're going to get the arguing on this part. <laughs> Hot open dress hurt. <laughs> That's another story for another day. Okay, sis. <laughs> oh my goodness. But we have most definitely grown. I think we both still growing in God and I just love our mm. boss up your faith community because we also get to see the transformation of other women as exactly. well women start off praying requesting God you know I need y'all to help me pray that I get this business I get this nonprofit off the ground and fast forward now they're praying you know <laughs> I pray that this event go well, oh, for my well exactly. I pray this this that I this you know what I'm doing for my business goes well because they actually doing it and to even see that involvement mm-hmm. is beautiful. So mm-hmm. our community is just dope. Jesus mm-hmm. is dope. I love like you said, I love like he went to the streets because mm-hmm. he tried to go to the church. Mm-hmm. They weren't ready for all these changes he was trying to do because Jesus was radical. Mm-hmm. He was beyond what they was ready for. So he went to the streets. And the streets was ready. The streets was ready. The streets was ready, baby. And so I love that. was ready to walk with him. Okay. And I love that that's where he engaged community because he didn't have to have community. Jesus didn't Mm -mm. eat. He didn't need nobody. He Mm -hmm. need nobody. Need nobody. Right. Okay. (laughs) Jesus didn't need nobody. Mm -hmm. But he was just showing us how important it is to have community. Mm Mm-hmm. And God sent blessings. He sent blessings and answers prayers 
through people. Through p- people. Yes. I remember mm-hmm. you saying that on a prayer line. Like a lot of our prayers get answered through people. But if we keep on counseling people out, isolating ourselves, withdrawing mm-hmm. ourselves, feeling like me, myself, and I don't need nobody. Mm-hmm. How you gonna get these prayers? Mm-hmm. Oh, being a shame, man. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I just, and I can't expect everybody to think like me, but girl, stop being a shame. Yes. Because like somebody hide. might be going through the same exact thing mm-hmm. that you're going through, and they can receive healing through that. You know what I'm saying? Well, somebody can be going through the same thing that you have went through. What's your word? They can receive healing through that naked and unashamed. I am not ashamed about nothing. I, you know, I'm fragile with what I speak on or what I talk about, but I'm an open book. Mm -hmm. I'm an open book from (laughs) y'all. I'm telling y'all. Just keep on, keep on listening. Keep on listening. Keep on listening. Keep on listening. I do not look like what I've been through. Being broken now, baby. And me and my husband be having conversations. He be like, "You went through that. You did that." And he like, yeah, I sleep. I can use you, baby. I can use you. You know what I'm saying? So don't never get it twisted about how somebody look. Versus where they are now. Versus you know where they are now. Exactly. You do not know where they where they been or what they've been through. Right. And that's the truth. It's 100. Because community is important. I love being a mom. I love being a wife. Mm-hmm. But I got to have my community of women. Mm-hmm. I got to have it. It's important to me. And God mm-hmm. owes that through his son, Jesus. Also, yes. your face presents the Unapologetically, Unapologetically Me podcast. And we apologize for nothing we said today. Okay? There you is, retarded. <laughs> next time. Hope y'all enjoy our first episode. Peace.